pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Hello everybody, welcome back. Good to have you for this 13th episode of 2023. This is actually season two. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking today. Of course, we've already started, and I've got Patrick on the phone. My name is Chris, and you're listening to the Constitution Commandos. Show me the person, I'll show you the crime. See, that's another part that I have issue with on a lot of people. They're just like, oh, he did it, he did it, he did it. No, you want him to have done it. You want to believe that he did this. Just because you don't like him, and you don't even know why you don't like him, other than what the media tells you about him. Well, there's another side of that, too, and you know this. You know, in our country, whenever you're charged with anything, you are presumed innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Unfortunately, nowadays, once you once you get the handcuffs put on you, you're guilty. Well, of course, and Nancy Pelosi said that point blank. He has the right to prove his innocence. No, no the burden the right of proof lies with you. Right. Yeah, the burden of proof lies with the government, not with him. And quite frankly, all he has to do is cast one shadow of doubt. Whole thing's gone. Yeah. But again, that's where our legal system has gone haywire because Nowadays, it seems like you've got to cast a lot more than just a shadow of doubt to prove your innocence. You ever thought about how yeah. many people were sitting in prison that probably are not really Shawshank? I mean, people that are really innocent? Well, and so I have a feeling that with the way of the general population and the dumbing down of our population now, I would have to start discrediting the fact of the most jury pulls. I'm supposed to be judged by a jury, jury of my peers. My peers. Yeah. Well, if if you have people that don't even know what the Constitution is, then they peers. are not my peers. Mm-hmm. So I would have to strike to move everybody on. I and I and, and look, I know this. <laughs> Well, I know this sounds antithetical to the Constitution, but the that is, you know, my peers aren't just people that are private civilians. I mean, That's right. in a societal term, yeah, they are my peers, but peers are generally what you would be like in your group, you know, that's when they call things peer pressure is people in your area or that are commonly around you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I'm going to be judged by a jury of my peers, I might not need to know them, but they need to at least be of same mind, you know, Mm -hmm. and beliefs. And I mean, and when I say beliefs, an understanding of the constitution, not the law of the constitution. Oh, you know that show that came up, the series called Bull? Called what? Bull. Mm. It uh, had Michael Weatherly starring in it. 
the guy from NCIS that played Dinozo. He was a starring role in that show, Bull. And I found out after watching like a season and a half of that show, because I really liked the show. But um, about a season and a half into it, I found out that that show was centered around Dr. Phil. <laughs> and Dr. Phil didn't exactly do what you're talking about, you know, having a jury of your peers so much as he did set a jury pool that would that basically has the same beliefs but always worked in the favor of the defendant so i guess you would say that would be a jury of their peers because they had to have somewhat the same beliefs the same feelings about things that that defendant had and that's how they win cases and i, I don't know yeah. I mean, Dr. Phil actually lost his psychology license when all that was going on. So, you know, but he he made a big impression on how the court system works. <laughs> well, I just feel that truly to be judged by a jury of my peers. I mean, because realistically, man, if I show somebody a map and the states aren't labeled, and somebody can't tell me what the neighboring state to their state is, or they can't locate one of the lower 48 on a map. Mm -hmm. They're not my peers. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're not. And I mean, I'm not just saying a geographical knowledge. I'm saying don't put a bunch of morons on the damn bench. Right. And then have a sharp tongued, fast talking prosecutor you know lure them into a belief that is fabricated basically because that's what the prosecutor's doing trying to paint a picture of my intent or my crime I mean there's got to be a level of mens rea in a crime so they are trying to prove my intent mm -hmm. if you get a bunch of dumbasses in a jury and they believe this sharp-tongued prosecutor, then they'll believe I'm guilty, even if all the evidence says I'm not guilty. Right. So I'm very displeased in the jury pools that Trump has had, the locations. Any judge Any that is a constitutional judge should have granted a change of venue. Mm -hmm. Because well, not even that, nobody because thinks... I haven't seen anything yet that Donald Trump has been brought up on that that really even holds water. So any judge, yeah, but, a constitutional judge, <laughs> should have said, "We can't hear this. There, there's no, there's no." Well, basis it's not just that. Well, it's not just. Well, that should have been the first thing. Yeah, there's right. no basis for the charge. But I mean, you find me one rational, a logical person that thinks a conservative is going to get a fair trial in the District of New York, the Southern District of New York. Not going to get it. Find me a judge that truly thinks you're going to get a fair trial in Washington, D.C. Right. They already know it's going to be a favorable outcome for the prosecution. They already know that. Just ask the 250 people in the gulags of D.C. 
Yeah, so the judges that sit on the benches of those places, if they allow the case to move forward, they need to automatically grant a change of venue because they know it's not going to be a jury of their peers. Well, he's definitely not going to have a judge that is impartial. The prosecutor no. is obviously well. I mean, not and when impartial. judges come outright, just like they did on a lot of these January six guys, and they say that you, if they restrict you from saying things in your defense, then that automatically is That's a mistrial. Grounds for mistrial. You are not allowing me to defend myself. That's right. You can't sit up there and tell me what I can and cannot utilize in my defense. <clears throat> you know, that reminds I mean, me of, of um, a case that I had on a public intoxication when me, Anthony, and Pony got arrested one night. All because a guy almost ran over us in an intersection, believe it or not. But um, when we got to court, well, when I got to court, um, a friend of mine took me to court, and the whole time we're waiting for the judge to come in, I kept telling Billy half-jokingly, I hope, I hope that the judge presiding over this case is not one that's been in mom and dad's divorce case. <laughs> and guess who I got? The president of the Bar Association, the one that told Dad he's going to kick him out of court for using the law books. And... Uh, I know I told you about this, but the only he was surprised that I wanted to fight the case again with. Oh, it's just a public intoxication. Yeah, well, I don't want that on my record. And um, he didn't like it, but he let it he let it go ahead. And uh, the very first question I asked was, "Where was the officer's ticket book?" It's a fair question, right? Yeah. But all I was trying to get to right out of the gate was he wasn't even the arresting officer. So I wanted to know where his uh, ticket book was. And he didn't have it. But at the same time, all I heard was sustained. And I, I asked the judge, I said, what was sustained, Your Honor? He said, uh, the prosecutor objected. I said, objected to what? He said, do you have any more questions? I said, what? That was like my first question. Yes, I got more questions. So I asked the officer, the next question I asked him was, did he give me a breathalyzer test or a roadside sobriety test? Sustained? What do you mean sustained? I didn't even hear an objection. And so the judge proceeded to tell me that I could not ask questions like a lawyer. I said, I wasn't aware that I was, you know. I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know how to ask questions like a lawyer, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And um, he tried to end it right there and still straddle me with the charge. And I, and he asked me if I had any more questions. I told him I did. So I did what lawyers do. And I stalled and stalled and stalled until the judge got aggravated and told me to ask my question or I was done. So I asked the officer, can you determine the legal intoxication level of alcohol by the smell of alcohol alone? And next thing I heard was, get the hell out of my courtroom. And I asked him, I said, does that mean it's dismissed? Get out. Yes, Your Honor. <laughs> but 
but that's that's one of those cases. I mean, it's you know, it, it's biased no matter how you look at it. But well, and I've seen well, enough go on in the legal system. Just with you know, dad's divorce alone, I saw enough going on. I just couldn't believe the corruption in our justice system. Well, they're not lawyer, they're not constitutional. Our our system of justice is not a constitutional system. It's not. I don't care how much they argue it is. If you were to be a practicing attorney in this system of justice, you have to pass the bar exam. That is, is what, the, the British, British attorneys yeah. register. Right. That's what that is. Mm -hmm. Well, that represents a corporation. That's right. Prosecution when you go and defense mm -hmm. both represent the corporation. That's right. Not you and not your constitutional rights. So the bar but, exam is nothing more than a list of laws that that participating attorney has to abide by in that justice system, which is not constitutional. That's right. Which is <laughs> why you go to, well, and that's what you call a Title III court. And when you go to a, most of your courts in the country now are Title III courts. But if you go to any Yeah, but I want a Title court, I court. I want a right. Title I court. That's right. But that when any any judge or lawyer that tells you that you're in a constitutional court, especially when a judge tells you that you are, and then right behind it says you need an attorney, you're not in a Title I court. <laughs> That's right. As simple as that. And and look, I can't tell you how many times just sitting outside the courtroom during dad's divorce, I would hear a defense attorney and a plaintiff's attorney right before going into the judge's chambers. How much money has your, has your client got? Okay, well, my client oh, yeah. got this much. If we can just drag it out this long, I don't think the judge will mind, and we'll just kick some back to him. That's the way it works. I was appalled when I heard that. And they do it right there in public, pretty much. They don't hide it. But no, even, it's all a farce. Yeah. Well, you know, even, and trust me, I ain't supporting, I am no supporter of Charles Manson. But you remember when he went, when he went to trial, he fired his attorney right there in the courtroom, and told the judge he wanted to represent himself. Now, I don't know if you remember what judge that was, but that judge told yeah. him he needed an attorney, and he said, "Judge Wapner." Judge Wapner, and he's and Charles Manson said, "It is my constitutional right to represent myself," and Judge Wapner. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's his right. And and see, they try real hard to dissuade you from representing yourself because what they do is prior to the judge acknowledging your self-representation, mm -hmm. he says that since you deny outside counsel, you will not be able to appeal this for a mistrial for representing yourself that's just coercion that's or i know it i, I know it and that's part of the corporate system mm -hmm. it's like no, no anything that i find within the amount of time 
legally provided right. for me to appeal anything I find when I review my case that I see as against my rights mm-hmm. or against the process, whether I defended myself or not. You have I the am, right to defend it. <laughs> and and you appeal it. it. You're yeah. damn right. Well, That's, see, that was, I think they, I think they did tell that to Charles Manson. And um, I think he beat that. But I mean, he lost all his appeals for obvious reasons. But, but you're right. You know, the Constitution, I believe, stipulates, you know, in, in the cases of or capital cases or, you know, murder cases or whatever, that you not only have a right, court is obligated to allow an appeal. You're supposed to be able to appeal any kind of case like that. That's part of that safety net in our system, just, you know, to prevent wrongful prosecution. Yep. Well, that's it, folks. That'll just about do it for today. I told you we'll keep it short. Don't forget, got any comments, leave a comment in the comments section. And by the way, check out our merch at our mega merch marketplace called American Spirit Novelties and Apparel dot store on behalf of Patrick and myself we're the Constitution Commandos and we're signing out 